in Ghana cities weekly and other amazing prizes. Our merchants are not left out. Receive payment and win. There are lots and lots of exciting prizes to be won. So download the Momo app, transact with Momo Pay, and get rewarded this Momo season. TNCs apply. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra. In Kumasi, we are on Love 99.5 FM. We are on Sun City and Jubilee Radio in Keta. We are on Saboba FM in Saboba, A1 Radio and Dreams FM in Bogatanga. We are live on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on MyJoyOnline.com. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrosol, your clean fuel in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus plus goes, water flows. This afternoon, NPP puts on hold all party activities, including workshops, retreats, and any form of camping ahead of the Superdelegates Congress on Saturday. Why are we doing all this? So that those that are third-party innocent agents uh, notice, then we can take them out and then uh, proceed to... We have details as Camp of the Vice President fights off claims of government officials being coerced to support his candidature. How is it possible in the NPP that you can coerce anybody to support a candidate? Can I be coerced? And I take myself as an example. We'll get to hear from the party on the latest protocols for the Special Delegates Congress shortly. Also this afternoon, Economic and Organized Crime Organization goes after stolen luxury vehicles shipped into Ghana in a fresh move to trace and recover hundreds of vehicles stolen from the United States and Canada. Why are we doing all this so that those that are third-party innocent agents notice, then we can take them out and then proceed to deal with those that sold the vehicle to them? We'll get to hear from vehicle dealers who say the operation is an attempt to harass them. Also in our latest focus on illegal mining, dubbed forest under siege, we'll tell you how the Apamprama Forest Reserve is being destroyed by Galamse operators. I introduced myself as the chief of Cobro and caretaker of the forest for Bekwai Paramountsi. The soldier called the owner of the mining site on phone. His boss told him to ask us whether the forest is owned by the government or the people of Cobro. We couldn't challenge the armed soldiers. Also, seven-member special committee of parliament investigating an alleged plot to remove IGP Dr. George Kufudampare from office. Office uh, forced to adjourn its first sitting after key witness Bugri Nabu failed to turn up. We have sports. Ghana's hopes of qualifying for next year's Olympic Games in Paris now depends on the Africa Games for the 4x100 men's team after forced withdrawal at the ongoing World Athletics Championships. For me, if the president who is a human rights defender delays more than in signing this bill, which has already delayed so long in passing, then we need to redefine whether he's actually a human rights defender. Later, Commissioner of Shraj asked President Akufado to live up to his human rights bidding and assent to the Criminal and Other Offences Act recently passed by Parliament. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Please do stay on for details. I am MFA Apao.
thanks for staying with us. It's time for your election headquarters and elections committee of the governing New Patriotic Party has put on hold all party activities ahead of the Super Delegates Congress on Saturday. Well, this move, according to the committee, is to ensure a transparent, free and fair election process. Samuel Imbura of our political desk has been monitoring this whole event for us, joins us in studio. Imbura, run us through the critical part of um, directives by the committee containing this latest protocols. MFR, according to the elections committee of the NPP, all regional executive committees have been asked to suspend any previously planned programs, including but not limited to workshops, training, extended meetings, retreats, residential retreats, or any events involving delegates, a delegates campaign for the duration of this week until the conclusion of the Electoral College election. Considering this, it is anticipated that there will be no provision for a public address or occasion for any national party executive government representative or regional executive to publicly address delegates on the day of the voting emphasis are that there will be no congress on the day of voting and voting will be strictly walk-ins on security arrangements the exclusive oversight of security matters rests with the police and access beyond security perimeters is restricted solely to duly accredited delegates aspirants committee members or their representatives and agents of the aspirants. With regards to the conduct of the elections, the committee reiterates that it has entrusted the entirety of the electoral procedure to the electoral commission with the paramount responsibility of ensuring a transparent, fair and unfettered election. Delegates are therefore expected to carry the identification cards and to verify their names at the initial security checkpoints and strongly advised to conform to the electoral laws, regulations and rules, especially not capturing um, images of cast ballots, which is strictly prohibited and constitute a breach of electoral regulations warranting punitive actions. Thank you very much uh, Samuel Imbura there taking us through uh, that latest statement. Thankfully the Director of Elections and Research of the NPP Evans Nemaku joins us on the line. We are grateful uh, for your time here on the Midday News set. So no workshops, retreats and any form of camping. Is this, um, clarify for me if this is as a result of the allegations that have come up that some particular candidates are working uh, together with national executives um, in their favour? Thank you very much. I think your reporter has uh, satisfactorily uh, summarized the protocol that the Elections Committee has put in place. As I'm speaking to you now, the Elections Committee is meeting with the presidential aspirants. We've wrapped up all issues. Uh, aspirants have been given registers that the EEC will be using. We're expecting that we'll comply with the guidelines put together by the committee presidential candidate, the electoral commission, and the police service. We've, re, we, we've, we've made it clear to all stakeholders that all security-related issues on the Saturday will be handled by the Ghana police service. In the same way, it is the electoral commission that will conduct the voting exercise. We expect our uh, eminent delegate to have the capacity and responsibility to be part of the special letter college to work in on D-Day, go through the protocols, get their names verified, cast their vote, and leave the voting center. Uh, it is also expected that the secrecy of the ballot will be protected. When the elections are, results are announced, the EC will shoot every electoral material and transport them to the EC headquarters in Accra. 
we expect and we've agreed with candidates that they could also affix their own seals on the ballot box so that nobody will then have the opportunity of saying that uh, my vote has been tracked and all that. We okay. are ensuring that we conduct a very free, fair, peaceful and transparent special electoral college on Saturday. Well, Mr. Nemako, let me come in here, uh, please. Um, so I was asking earlier also about this um, no camping ban that you've placed and then also workshops and retreats. Um, we, well, you partially did not respond to the fact that if it's in response to the allegations that have come up. But how are you going to enforce these protocols? Because we always see uh, camping ahead of many of these conferences. If you look at the category of people who are voting on Saturday as special electoral college delegates, these are not people anybody can come. You are telling me our external branch executives who have come with three delegates each. You are telling me that our members of parliament, our sector ministers, our council of elders, foundation members. It is neither here nor there, but we are only reiterating the point that we chain out in our guidelines and as part of the press conference with it, that we are only reminding ourselves that these are the protocols that will be observed on Saturday. The security issues will be handled by the police service. EEC will conduct the elections. Mm. The party has given the mandate to the elections committee to ensure that we organize free, fair, and transparent elections. Okay. So these are issues that the party is going into the Saturday exercise with. Well, just before I let you off, though, is the party aware of a petition against the chief of Agrikinzima, Nanan Kansabwed, who is reported to be a delegate and expected to vote on Saturday? There's no such petition before the committee. Okay. We'll leave it here. Thank you so much uh, for your time. That's the Director of Elections and Research of the NPP, Evans Nemako there. Still on the NPP, though, um, campaign team of Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia is fighting off claims that government appointments have, appointees have been coerced to support his candidature. According to the team, being a vice president does not automatically make him an established candidate in the contest. We used to have a vice president who contested in 2008. We didn't call him establishment candidate. Why are we calling this one the establishment? Is it because the president supports him? Because the president himself has come out categorically that I don't support anybody. Many of them who are sat here with me that that's why they don't believe the president. Look, do you know Afri Akuto? Yes. He's a boyhood friend of the president. Do you know Boatia Jaku? Yes. He was the campaign manager for the president of two elections. So <laughs> any of them can be can have the president's support. So being vice president automatically doesn't mean you have the president's support. Look, I am an appointee of the president. I support Baumia. I have told you why. When we, we, I, we go to the campaign, I see a lot of government appointees like myself. And I'm happy. Now, I'm happy that these people are also on the campaign. Now, I do not think any of them is supporting Dr. Baumia because the president has called them and asked them to do so. How is it possible in the NPP that you can coerce anybody to support a candidate? Can I be coerced? And I take myself as an example. But former Attorney General and Ambassador to Canada under the Akufuado government are equal to says proceeding with Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia as the NPP flag bearer for the 2024 general elections will not be right. From the time the rating agencies started downgrading Ghana's economy. Well, what has happened to us? What has happened to us? Do you understand? When they started downgrading, does it mean that we were, it was a bubble, something that was waiting to explode or something? 
And then thereafter, it's, it's, it's not been well for all of us. So he won't be a yes, good choice. He won't be a good choice for the party. Well, he's done his part. I think he can bow out honorably. We'll always remember him for whatever he did, including digitalization. But to proceed beyond 2024, we don't think it's right. I just don't think it's right. He's young. He's still a staff. He's not yet 60. Just like uh, 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 Kufo told Nana, you young man, when I finish my term, you come. And Nana told him also that you give me a run for my money. And when I leave, you come after me. So that is it. He has time. I Meanwhile, Kampo, the former Greek minister, says it is a time of Dr. Akutwefi uh, to lead the NPP, taking his track record in government into consideration. Dr. Prince Amuzu is his campaign manager. 66 years of Ghana's independence, we are still borrowing money, and IMF has come in 17 times. Mm -hmm. Almost every four years, IMF is here. Why? Because we don't have the money to pay. The problem we have is not about funny, funny ideas or big, big English words. <laughs> it's about economy. Productivity must increase. And what are we going to produce? Food, agro-processing, industries. All the 1D1F and Commander Sugar Factory and all the challenges you have with some of these factories is just because of raw material. So he's saying, can we put some money there so these factories can be up and running? It's going to give a lot of jobs. Well, let's stay a while longer on matters relating to politics and the minority has rejected a police instruction to present new routes for their much-anticipated picketing of the central bank, insisting they'll go ahead with their march, sticking to their prescribed route. The police raised objections to their route, citing concerns about public safety and order during their meeting with the minority yesterday. The service, however, did not object to their demonstration. This is how Deputy Minority Leader Prince Amakufibwa um, addressed the media after the meeting. As law-abiding citizens, we wrote to the police service uh, to inform them of our intention to protest on the 5th of September. We provided them a detailed route of the path that we will go through during that protest. We were invited by the Ghana Police Service. We were joined by civil society organizations. We were received warmly by the police service who engage in very constructive discussions on the planned protest. I am uh, very happy to inform you that the engagement was very cordial. The police service uh, made some proposals to us and we also insisted on our proposals in terms of the route we have. We concluded the meeting that we will go through the route that we have proposed. But the police, um, now we are learning, and in that statement that they released yesterday, has described, disagreed uh, to these prescribed routes and are requesting for new ones, citing concerns that the march could disturb public safety. Well, the minority has rejected this new request from the police. Instead, it insists on sticking to the ones that presented. Boko Central MP Mohamed Mahama Yariga explains their decline to the police demand. They argued that the Bank of Ghana was a security zone. They didn't show us any law that defines the Bank of Ghana as a security zone, and there's no such law. Uh, we told them that, you know, even the seat of government, the office of the president, Jubilee House, we have demonstrated to the frontage and presented petitions to them. That is arguably what you would describe as a security zone. But we marched there and then we presented petitions and it was safe and orderly. So you can't tell us that 
the frontage of the Bank of Ghana is a security zone. And so we rejected that. Then they said that uh, we will uh, interfere with commercial and economic activities. And we also made them know that in the past we've demonstrated on those same routes and interfered with the same commercial and economic activities and nothing happened. So uh, that was not a plausible ground. And they proposed an alternative route for us at the meeting, which was to start at Obra Sport Circle and then march along uh, the road to Accra Central, uh, get to Adabraka, turn left at Adabraka, up to City House, then into the ministries, and finally to terminate at uh, Independence Square. Mm -hmm. So we told them that their argument contradicted the route they were proposing because they don't want us to march to the Bank of Ghana building and yet they might want us to march past the city house. We will go ahead with it on the date schedule and along the route that we, we planned and communicated to them. That's Mahama Ayariga there. Now, the seven-member Special Committee of Parliament investigating an alleged plot to remove IGP Dr. George Akufudampari from office was forced to adjourn its first sitting today after key witness Bugri Nabu failed to turn up. A leaked audio which revealed a conspiracy by a senior police officer and a leading member of the governing new patriotic party to remove the IGP resulted in a debate on the floor of Parliament with a minority calling for a forensic audit. But at its first meeting, the key witness failed to turn up, citing ill health. Yes, Chairman of the Committee, Samuel Atachia. It was moved on the House floor that the, the Speaker should make a reference to a special committee to investigate the circumstances of the tape and make a report back to uh, the Speaker and the House. So this is what we are trying to embark upon. How come the tape? Who were the voices? What was the motive for the tape? and the rest of it. We'll capture a very good report. But what we are trying to do is that we will make witnesses come and speak to the issues. We'll strike them on note so that if you perjure yourself, we'll deal with you in accordance with law. And then the decency of the investigation will conclude in a good report. So this is what we attempt to do. Today we've been unfortunate that the first witness, uh, Mr. Bugri Nambu, is unable to appear because of what he calls ill health. It was not um, accompanied by a medical uh, doctor's report, but we will, we will believe him. And um, uh, the case has been adjourned to Monday for us to start um, in investigations. So Monday, God willing, Mr. Bukri Nabo Kami has right to counsel. He will speak on note and we will do the needful. We can also hear from the vice chairman of the committee, James Adgalga, who says the committee will discharge its duties impartially. Uh, we don't want to be presumptuous because, one, we have to authenticate the leaked audio. And if it is so authenticated, well, the uh, witness um, who was supposed to appear before us, well, you know, is in a better position to inform the committee as to who and who uh, were with him, you know, when uh, those discussions took place. Once we establish that for ourselves, we will then be in a position to determine who would appear next after Mr. Buri Nabu. So we expect that the proceedings would uh, uh, be conducted in you know, a less acrimonious atmosphere. Uh, the chairman has indicated that we don't want to politicize this. That is how it should be. 
James Agalka there. Now, the Economic and Organized Crime Office has been justifying its move to clamp down on suspected stolen vehicles from the U.S. and Canada, which are shipped to and sold in Ghana. You'll recall in April this year, Ioko directed all vehicle dealers and individuals in possession of 95 luxury vehicles suspected to have been stolen and smuggled into Ghana to hand them over to the office or face the wrath of the law. The Vehicle and Asset Dealers Association has not been happy about the developments and has insisted Ioko takes a step back until it concludes its investigations. Well, today, Ioko says new information from their partners. The United States Federal Bureau of Investigations, as the FBI says, more stolen vehicles have arrived in Ghana. Here's Ioko's deputy CEO in charge of operation, Abdullah Bashiru Dapila. FBI, is doing the investigations in U.S. and in Canada, and they are prepared for our collaborative assistance. And then together with them, we have spotted some of the cars in garages, some being driven by other individuals. And then we uh, confronted them. We asked them to produce evidence of possession of those vehicles. If you are unable to show evidence how you acquired the vehicle, then we ask you to follow us to our office. You come, we give you time to bring the documents and then show how you acquired the car. And indeed, when uh, we ask them to bring the documents, we categorize them into three or so categories. Those who have no documents at all, or those who refuse to bring any document, they are there. Then those that also brought documents that shows that indeed they bought them from Ocean Sale or some individuals in the U.S., that category is also there. Then those that also bought them from third parties and garages, and then they only have the custom document, they have also brought them. Why are we doing all this? Is so that those that are third party innocent agencies have uh, notice, then we can take them out and then uh, proceed to deal with those that sold the vehicle to well, Clifford Ansu is an executive member of the Vehicle and Asset Dealers Association and he tells my colleague Mamie Sinyamiche Thompson the exercise is simply to harass them. At the point of entry here, I'm in our port. We didn't go there to find a car just like that. Before we do the training, inspection will be done by officers. Examination will be conducted by officers. What inspection do they do? What examination do they do? Before all those things are, you know, done. So if the people that they are saying collaborate with people in America, then automatically, the people also here at the harbor collaborate with the people that they claim that got the car illegally. So, yes, so, so what I'd like to know from you, has Yoko engaged your members or even you on the status of their investigation and even their next line of action? They did not engage us. We rather went to them. Well, we'll take a quick breather here on the Midday News, live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra, in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. That's proudly brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. Also brought to you by Duroplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDPE pipes and water tank. Where Duroplus goes, water flows. We'll return with sports and then focus on our latest uh, illegal mining documentary, Dubbed Forest Under Siege. We'll tell you how the up pump 
Prama Forest Reserve is being destroyed by Galamse operators. I introduced myself as the chief of Cobro and caretaker of the forest for Bekwai Paramountsi. The soldier called the owner of the mining site on phone. His boss told him to access whether the forest is owned by the government or the people of Cobro. We couldn't challenge the armed soldiers. And then later, Shraj Commissioner asked President Okofado to live up to his human rights bidding in a sense to the Criminal and Other Offences Act recently passed by Parliament. For me, if the President, who is a human rights defender, delays more than in signing this bill, which has already delayed so long in passing, then we need to redefine whether he's actually a human rights defender. Budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Let's do sports. Daniel Cranking. Hello. Hi, my father. Let's go straight into the stories and Ghana's hopes of qualifying for the 4x100 men's event at the Paris 2024 Olympic Games using the World Championships were dashed yesterday due to Team Ghana's forced redrawal. Two members of Ghana's five-member sprint team, Joseph Paul Amwa and James Datsi, suffered major injuries during their respective 200-meter men's heats. Progress to the final of that event at the ongoing World Championships would have secured an automatic spot to the World Relay Championships in Bahamas next year for Ghana. Team Ghana will now have to qualify for that competition using next year's Africa Games in Accra. Here is Deputy Sports Minister Ivan Topokubobie. It's very sad news for us. And uh, I have encouraged them to put this one behind them. At least they have an opportunity come next year to compete for qualification to the Paris 2024. Thank God Accra Games Athletics is going to be qualified to Paris 2024 Olympic Games in Paris. You heard Deputy Sports Minister Evans Opoku Bobier speaking there elsewhere. FIFA's disciplinary committee have opened proceedings against Spanish FA President Luis Rubiales. This is after he was pictured kissing Spain star Jenny Hermaso on the mouth during the trophy presentation at the FIFA Women's World Cup. Rubiales has since been facing mounting pressure over his position with Spain Prime Minister Pedro Sanchez leading the charge. Rubiales was informed by FIFA about the de developments earlier today. And that's all for sports. Back to you, MFA. Thank you very much. Daniel, now joinees can confirm that some forest reserves are active with irresponsible mining, contrary to President Okofado's assertion in January this year that the country's forest reserves are cordoned and protected by security agencies. A trip to the Apamprama Forest Reserve, for instance, in the Ashanti region indicates extensive devastation of the natural resource. My colleague Erastus Asaridonko has a first of the series of documentaries titled Forests Under Siege. In January this year, President Akufuado gave assurance that all forest reserves have been cordoned off and protected. The Ministry of Lands and Natural Resources has, through the agency of the Forestry Commission, with the assistance of the military,
made the effort to cordon off all 294 sites of forest reserves in the country and rid them of illegal mining. But even at the time of making that statement, the Apamprama Forest Reserve in the Ashanti region was being pillaged by Chinese miners and their Ghanaian collaborators. Today, one cannot distinguish between the Odahun, Kobro, Abuyakwa, and Benenebain sections of the Apamprama Forest Reserve. The devastation stretches deep, revealing the depletion of thousands of hectares of this major carbon filter for Ghana. This miner tells us he works for one Emilia, who we later learned is a politician. Other miners are not happy that her equipment were left out of a recent onslaught against illegal mining in the forest. When the soldiers came, they met one of our excavators on the road and they bent it. These equipment belong to Mama Emilia's group. She's a former women's organizer for MPP at Jacobo. We don't know why they did not bend her equipment. The chief of Kobro, Nanayao Enin, tells a story of how he and his elders were treated when they confronted soldiers guarding illegal miners in the forest in 2022. On Monday, I, my linguist and some of my elders took a trip deep into the forest. We met a barrier manned by armed soldiers. This was in 2022. I introduced myself as the chief of Kobro and caretaker of the forest for Bekwai Paramountsi. I told them we've noticed some activity in the forest. We demanded to see their documents so we could inform the king of their presence. The soldier called the owner of the mining site on phone and told him of our presence. His boss told him to ask us whether the forest is owned by the government or the people of Kobro. We couldn't challenge the armed soldiers, so we left. Reporting for Joy News, Erastus Asaredonko, Kumasi.